2: Uh, By the way, we uh, did a show yesterday about uh, the most perfectest, I know, movies of all time, and put together a phenomenal bunch of movies, and I would suggest that you go back and you listen to yesterday's show, all four hours at WBEN.com. I think you're going to find some hidden gems there that people brought up. Can't believe how much into movies you guys are, and uh, thank you for that, by the way. it's a lot of fun. Now, today, uh, doing something serious, this part of the show, talking about... About dementia, because Bruce Willis in the news—he has dementia, uh, being supported by his ex-wife and his current wife, which is which is really good. That, that says a lot, says a lot for Bruce Willis. Uh, the fact that his ex-wife Demi Moore is behind him, as well as his current wife, and they're supporting each other with Bruce Willis. Um, you know when. It, it, it's it's nice to know that that can uh, that can happen in the entertainment world. Also, Ronald Reagan, major story when he announced that he had uh, Alzheimer's disease, uh, that he had uh, dementia, and uh, the the shock waves. You know, he was. I'm, I'm trying to think about. Um, he was a, an amazingly awesome person to come out and admit what he was going through um in a way i think it made it easier for other people to come glenn campbell a musician he did his farewell tour and as i mentioned if you're just joining the program this will be new if you've been with us for a while you've heard me say this before but um glenn campbell did a show at ub the uh, center for the performing arts at ub and it was really remarkable and it really gave an insight into the world of dementia uh, and what it was all about, because on the one hand, Glenn Campbell is singing as well as he had ever sung. He was finger-picking as well as he'd ever done, playing intricate guitar solos. And it was, it was amazing. It was flawless musically and vocally. But then once during the show, he started playing the same song he had just played. And his daughter had to politely and with love interrupt her dad, say, Dad, we just did that one. And uh, then they proceeded to the next song on the uh, set list. But you know, I'm so glad I had a chance to see Glenn Campbell before he uh, left this uh, world. He's one of those guys who had been who had always been a part of uh, my existence on this planet. People are always talking about Glenn Campbell, and actually have a chance to see him was uh, was something. And you know, I'm trying to figure out what dementia is like for the person with dementia. And uh, you know, I the, the closest. Uh, that I think that uh, personally have come was a, a couple, a, a few times actually, after COVID, I, I had a problem finding words. And that was frustrating, like you wouldn't believe. I knew it was going to go away, so I didn't beat myself up too bad over it. But when you do this for a living and words that ordinarily would just come so naturally to you, you've got to f- fight and struggle to find. Um, It it was frustrating, and I can't imagine having dementia and knowing that that's just going to get worse. And I can understand why people would throw temper tantrums. I knew mine was going to get better, but uh, if you got dementia, you know it probably isn't. And then, have you ever been under anesthesia? Okay, well, I've been under anesthesia, I think, more last year than I was actually conscious. And uh, I remember that uh, after my first colonoscopy, Um, coming out of it and repeatedly asking where Mrs. Nerd was, and she was literally standing right next to me, probably about five times. Where's Mrs. Nerd? I'm right here. Two two seconds later, where's Mrs. Nerd? It's got to be that kind of a feeling. And then after the open-heart surgery, I I called her, and I think about five minutes later, I'd forgotten that I'd called her, so I called her again. Why wake somebody up once if you can do it two or three times? And... uh, If that is an insight into what dementia is like, um, I cannot imagine those of you who have to take care of somebody um, who is 24-7 like that. Not just after a surgery, not just after a procedure, not just after an illness, but that is your new reality. Um, the, The toll and the wear and tear that has got to take on you has got to be... Uh, beyond measure. And I, I would like to hear your stories about dealing with dementia. I hope that you can help other people listening. And I just will, before I go to call say this uh, one more time. And that is that uh, I think dementia is still, it's still one of those verboten things about which to talk. We don't think anything anymore of talking about cancer. And by the way, for a while, When your parents were growing up and maybe when you were little, depending on how old you are, it wasn't ever talked about. Cancer, no, no, no. It was the C word. Yeah, there was a time it was a different word, and that word was cancer. And people didn't talk about it. It was uh, something that was very much kept on the the down low. Now, heart attack, nobody cared anything about a heart attack. That was very open. But cancer, that was hidden. Uh, Now I think it is dementia that is still despite all this progress that we supposedly have made in addressing mental health um, and addressing people with mental health issues um, Alzheimer's for whatever reason is still on the periphery of what is it what it is acceptable to uh, to talk about uh, just a, a dreadful 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 disease and I know some of you are going through it right now uh, as as a caretaker and maybe some of you have been told that you're in the early stages of it and I I can't can't begin to imagine. 803-0930, star 930, one 616 uh, Let's take your telephone calls and uh, your stories. There's Dan in Tonawanda. Dan, you're first up this hour, WBEN, Alzheimer's. How has it touched you?
3: Hey, I'll tell you what, it's touched me in many ways. But real quick, you had a great caller on that worked at a nursing home. One thing that she forgot to mention is the most important part is make sure that all of your listening audience gets the health care proxy done as soon as possible that's the most important thing and you elect somebody to be a healthcare uh, agent for you they can speak on your behalf when you're no longer able to speak and i will say this because when my health care practice says i don't want to feed into it because i know what long-term dementia and alzheimer's does to people because i have taken care of both of them and i can tell you something it's not a it's not a cruel death when you can't eat you get a hospice you you, sa- you say that you want hospice towards the end of your life They help take care of you. And you don't die suffering. You die peacefully. I've seen them die in my arms. I'm telling you, you want healthcare health care practice, and you don't want to be on a feeding tube when you have late-term dementia or Alzheimer's. It's cruel, cruel punishment, I'm telling you. So anyway, I took care of my gram, and my gram had surgery. And she actually, when she came out of surgery, she never came. She was 100% perfect at 89 years of age. She was smarter than I was. But when she came out, she came out of dementia. She never came back. And I also took care of my grandfather that had a slow dementia. It took years for him to, to advance, you know. But he was still kind of the same old person, but just forgetful. But at 92, it was reasonable. My Uncle Cal, we took care of that died in my arms. He had Alzheimer's. He had it for 15 years. Now, Uff. he was a funny patient. He was very good, you know, but... Uh, I got to tell you, Alzheimer's can be cruel, too, because it it can go fast or slow. But now I'm dealing with my mother. My mother's in her 80s. She's got Parkinson's, and she's getting forgetful. I'm her power of attorney. Uh, She doesn't want to relinquish any powers. Recently, we took the car away from her. She's still looking for the keys, but she hasn't found them. Hmm. But my brother put the car in his name, which was a smart move, because, you know, in her 80s, she shouldn't be driving no more, especially if she's starting to get forgetful. You know, but I've taken care of. All kinds of dementia, and Alzheimer's patients, and they can vary. Some are mean, some are friendly, some are funny. It's 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 uh, regretful. It's it's hard to see, but at the same time, it's rewarding. But the one thing I could tell people is get a healthcare proxy, write down your wishes, so that way you if you can't speak for yourself. It will be spoken for you in that letter that you wrote out and had witnessed by other people. And hopefully you'll pick a health care agent that can speak on your behalf in case you can't do it yourself. Uh,
2: and just for those who don't know, based on your experience, uh, um, what else should they do?
3: Well, there's many there's many groups out there. I heard one of the ladies say there's an Alzheimer's uh, program that that she went to for four years to help her get the therapy after losing a loved one. I think it was her father she lost. But there's things that you can do even before that. Like if you get in a hospice, they got all kinds of of, of care. They have uh, uh, social workers. They have they have psychiatrists and, and all kinds of things that help you and help the person out. And a lot of people think that once you get in a hospice, you have got a couple weeks left. You know, sometimes you can be here's six months or even longer. It's depending, you know, but uh, it basically means you got to know this. That's going to eventually take you. But uh, at least to me, I think the most important thing is a healthcare practice. So that way you get your wishes down and nobody can speak. You know, it's basically written right there. They can't go against those words. And I just had to, yeah, I just had to recently do this. Uh, uh, My mother-in-law passed away the 10th of February and she had everything written down and it made it easy for me because I was the guy who was speaking on her. And when you're speaking on somebody's life, you know, should you do the feeding tube? Should you put the air tube? You know, those things are very complicated and hard to go through, especially if you're a family member and you're really uh, emotional and stuff. But if you got it written down and the person that, that your loved one did it beforehand for you, like my mother-in-law did in 2009, I didn't have to worry. I just did exactly what she wanted. This is what she wants. This is what she's getting. And she knew was also, was getting.
2: There's also the, the most paperwork, the medical orders for life-sustaining treatment, which I think are very important to fill out.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're young and you go into a car accident or a motorcycle accident, uh, you know, you want to get a fighting chance. I mean, you're still young. you hope that you'll come out of it, but sometimes it doesn't always work that way. I mean, you want to make sure that you put on your license, that you want to be a donor or not. You know what I mean? Those things, you should really make sure you, you get all those ducks in order. Make some of your power of attorney. If, if, if you, uh, you know, want somebody to take your financial needs, if you can't do that while you're in the hospital or in a nursing home, you know, just because you're young doesn't mean – you, something can't happen. We've just witnessed that overnight with this car accident. You know? oh, so, terrible. It's terrible, right? Huh, horrible. But uh, I will say this, that taking care of a dementia and Alzheimer's patient is probably the hardest thing you can do. It's aged me, I don't know, 40 years. I, I'm an old man. At 50, I'm an old man. I'm telling no, you. No, I I,
2: I I, cannot believe uh, what you guys go through. Thank you, uh, Dan. It sounds like you've had more than your, uh, more than your fair serving of uh, dementia in your life with people you care about. Thank you so much. For sure. Take care. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm I'm so glad he brought that up, guys, because that legal paperwork, the uh, the end of life stuff, the healthcare proxy stuff, the MOLST stuff, M O L S T. Very important that you let people know what you want, and even if you are younger, you got to let people know because we had a horrible car accident last night in Amherst. Three very young people died. Two in the hospital, and um, unfortunately. Um, it's just, uh, it's just an unspeakable tragedy. My heart's breaking for everybody who knew those people, everybody related to those people. Um, they're still in the process of doing uh, uh, notifications. Just terrible. We're talking about uh, dementia. Bruce Willis is in the news, and the celebrities get all the attention. But you go through it every day. What are you going through? What have you been through? Uh, I know it sucks. I know it, it and that's, that, 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 that's a nice word for it. It's, it's unfathomably awful. Uh, to experience it. I think that's a much better way to put it. Uh, here is uh, Cindy in Marilla. Cindy, you're on WBEN. Welcome.
4: Hi, Tom. Um, a lot of people covered what I was going to bring up, so I'll try and expand on a few of those things. Um, one is um, you do feel like you're li- losing a little bit of that person every day. Mm. And it's it, that's heartbreaking. Um, but what I to focus on is whatever brings that person joy with what's left of their life, do it. So if they like listening to big band music, like that lady said, play it all day long. And if they're forgetful and keep saying, where's so-and-so, but that person died years ago, don't keep telling them they died. You keep breaking their heart every day. You need to just... Yes, I love that person, and and reminisce about them, but don't keep telling them they died. A psychologist told me that they'll experience the death over and over and over again.
2: Oh, how horrible.
4: Yeah. So you learn the fine art of distraction. Someone's crying about something. You don't know why. You know, they get anxiety that you just... Can't wrap your head around sometimes, and they're just crying and they're angry at you, they're angry at the world. All you can do is hug them. Don't take it personally. It's almost impossible, though, because it's your family member. And just slowly change the subject to something that makes them happy, whatever it is.
2: The fine art of distraction. I love the way you put that, and you're giving us examples of how that's done. As far as the depression, um, that comes with, uh, with dementia. I mean, I, I think it's not, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out because somewhere deep inside, that person knows that day by day, their memories are going away and that uh, they're, they're getting worse. And that's got to take a tremendous toll psychologically. I mean, look at the senator from Pennsylvania. He's in the hospital right now for treatment of depression after a, a stroke. Uh, depression is very common after heart attacks. Um, so yep. I, can, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like somebody with dementia.
4: Yeah, dementia, they have their own depression. Alzheimer's has depression. There's just depression that goes with all these different things, but actually a really wicked depression can mimic dementia. So I had a family member who was horribly depressed after the death of a loved one, unexpected. And the depression was so bad. People are like, "He needs to go in a nursing home." I'm like, no, I think it's depression.
2: Uh, is it, that, the person was maybe speaking more slowly than usual, moving more slowly than usual, that kind of stuff?
4: Uh, more of the isolating themselves, not wanting to be with people. When previously a really social person, hmm. just wanted to stay home, watch TV. Sometimes not eat enough, sometimes eat too much. But on another note of eating, when someone's getting towards the end of life, their appetite just goes. It just, it's going. They're dying. Right. So whatever they want to eat, if they want to eat ice cream all day, they're in the last year of their life. Who cares? Let uh, them eat ice cream. Let uh, them eat donuts. You know, I mean, you mean try and get them to eat healthy food.
2: Yeah, but if, if I mean, you hold on, Cindy, if you got other things to say, what you what you are saying here, just a font of uh, of common sense. Yeah, absolutely. When uh, when somebody gets to be at the end of their life, does it really matter if they want to eat ice cream every day? I don't think so. It's five twenty eight. Let them be happy. Twenty eight minutes after five, News Radio nine thirty WBE, and it's Bowerly. Good afternoon to you.
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: All right, welcome, my loves. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, we're talking about, well, we're talking about dementia. Uh, Bruce Willis in the news lately, but previously Ronald Reagan was in the news. Uh, Glenn Campbell was in the news and talking about you and how it has affected your life. Uh, you might be might have some tips you want to offer people. Like uh, Cindy in Marilla had some common sense tips. Uh, one of which was if your loved one uh, asks where somebody is and that person is dead, don't keep telling them they're dead. Um, she says, skillful diversion. Change the subject or just say, oh, I love that person too. Because she says that every time you tell somebody with dementia that somebody is dead, they go through the grieving process all over again. Uh, it was fascinating. What else have you uh, learned along the way, Cindy?
4: Well, I find that when someone's really upset, and this is further on in dementia, not early on, but further on, you find you, you might be trying to reason with the person. And you almost end up in an argument if you're not careful. And then you finally come to the realization you're trying to reason with someone who is losing their ability to reason. And so you have to acknowledge what they say because they still want to be heard. If you don't hear them, they're going to get angry. But you acknowledge what they say and say, oh, wow, that's rough or something. You know, Just acknowledge it, but don't feed into it acknowledge it and that's when you bring in the hey you know i was out shopping today and i saw something Dist- whatever it distraction. is interest that person whatever interests that person you saw that and you change the subject so, after you acknowledge them
2: so you you've that, been you've been through this what 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 were some of the first indications that you were going to experience dementia in a loved one
4: uh, it comes on it can come on so slow and people hide it they try and preserve their own dignity and hide it but every once in a while they slip and when you find it it's because you talk to them for a while and they can't keep hiding stuff the more you get into conversation and you realize they're not there's something missing there um or they overreact to things. They get too emotional when you tell them something and you're like, holy crap, I can't tell this person stuff anymore that I used to tell them. Because they get too upset and they can't let it go and they dwell on it. That can be depression too, though. But um, just forgetfulness, sure. Um, a lot. I noticed a lot of self-isolating because they're embarrassed because they can't remember stuff and they don't want people to know. And then sometimes family members will help cover that because they want to preserve the dignity of a person that was well-respected. And then that caregiver gets burned out because they're taking care of everything and kind of keeping it a secret.
2: Oh, yeah. How, how long uh, – I've got to get to some other folks, but but how long did, uh, did it take before you started maybe feeling some burnout?
4: I had help, so I'm not a fair um, – But I got there. It took a few years.
2: Mm. Well, you sound like a remarkable person who certainly learned um, a lot about dementia in the real world and application of some techniques that you uh, picked up and people told you about as you were doing this. Is there anything that you wanted to say that I didn't specifically ask you?
4: I wanted to tell people most people don't realize your health insurance, and I, I I've worked for a health insurance company. I've worked for nursing homes. I've taken care of family members. Nursing homes are the hardest places to work and the most thankless jobs, and they're underpaid. And part of that is the reimbursement from the state. It's not the nursing home. Um, And on the insurance side, that's also the insurance companies are following federal guidelines. They do not cover your nursing home stay. And people think it is, and it's not. The only thing they'll cover is if you need some rehab, to and you got to be able to participate in it, and then you're it's a short stay and you're expected to go home. That's all it's paid for. Nothing is paid for as far as assisted living apartments, you know, traditional nursing home care. So <laughs> it's a fortune, and you know, a nursing home bed can be twelve thousand dollars a month. I mean who has that kind of money? But no, that's absurd. it's not I mean you can't really it's the system It's the way it's the system is set up. Everyone demonizes the nursing homes, the the insurance companies, but part of it is our own damn government setting up regulations that these companies are operating under.
2: All right. I need, how much- uh, Cindy, I need to get to some other people. I thank you very much for the call. Uh, thank you kindly. I appreciate it. Uh, go to Nancy in uh, Tonawanda on WBEN. Uh, your experience uh, with uh, dementia, what do you have to say for it?
5: Well, I just want to thank you, Quick Tom, for doing this show because it's so important to talk about dementia and get the awareness out there. My mom had Alzheimer's, and it, it was just her and I. I had no siblings. Um, it was a ten-year journey, so that, the length of time is the really—it's brutal, you know. And I had to work, so I was able, thankfully, able to keep working full time. And my mom had to go to adult daycare, so the cost—you know—it was unbelievable the cost. And that's a big thing to mention too. Um, although I wouldn't do a thing different. My mom was my best friend. She was such a special lady. I don't regret a single thing. And and you've had many callers who said how difficult being the caregiver is. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, but at the same time, it was also the most rewarding. Um, It is a journey. You know, they're constantly getting worse. Their needs are going to change. The caregiver has to change to keep up with it. Um, I'll, I'll never forget when the doctor told my mother she had Alzheimer's. Absolutely no reaction. She just sat there. My mouth dropped open. I didn't know what it was. I knew it wasn't good. Mm. And I have, I'm sorry.
2: I'm just reacting. Something? No, I was just reacting.
5: Oh. Um I'll tell you, the Alzheimer's Association, my mom passed away in 2005, but it feels like yesterday. It was, it, it was unbelievable. It's so, so costly. Um, the daycare part, I, obviously I had to take my mother to daycare every day when I go into work, but that part was actually, I believe, good for her. That Socialization and um, being with other people is a really good thing, and I believe it keeps them better longer. And to me, work, you know, when I finally could sit down at my desk, it was the only break I got because when I came home, it was like pick her up at daycare and come home. And like you said, it's a 24-7. It it was a lot. But I don't regret a single moment. I had an aunt who told me, and it was the best advice I ever got. She said, think about your day, your routine. Routines are important, too, because I had a very specific routine <laughs> And we did it in the morning, and we had a routine when I came home at night, and I think that helps them too. It gives them, and I believe my mother knew she was home. She definitely couldn't have told you the address, but I believe in her heart she knew she was home. Um, and also I wanted to say, you know what the Alzheimer's Association calls when you, um, my mother would ask where my dad was, and I'd say he's not here. They call that therapeutic sibbing because. Mm. They do. You know, my mother would have started crying. So, obviously, you know, you do have to deal with it. No, it's ver- funny. The rep- I'm sorry. No,
2: no, I, I just, the, I, the I, rep- I, I'm worried because I've got other people that I've had on hold, and uh, yeah. I, I just, I. I yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, I want you to say what you have to say, but uh, I, I feel like I'm letting other people down. Uh, best piece oh, of advice, best pe- piece of advice you would give to people would be what?
5: Okay, what my aunt told me. She said, pick a project every year and do one little thing that could make your day go better. And that's what I did. Um, I put a ramp on the house. You know, I would pick, I had to put the washer and dryer upstairs so I could close off the basement so she wouldn't be going down there. Um, every, every year, a little project. I, got, I was able to buy a used wheelchair van the cost of fortune, even though it was used, but it 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 enabled us to keep going, and I think the most important things are the routine, doing things routinely. Um, it, it's just difficult, Understood. And, and people need to know they're not alone. And the Alzheimer's Association, oh my God, they were. Wonderful.
2: Well, thank Initially- you, I, I, my dear. I, I I do have to move on to some other people. You know, you I'm go. I'm glad. Yep. I'm very yeah. very glad you called. Uh, by the way, um, interesting story here. By March 1987, President Ronald Reagan's closest advisors were privately discussing whether or not they'd have to take charge of the Oval Office for themselves because the president's mental state had become worrisome so much that they had hatched a plan to carefully observe him during a meeting. Reagan was 76 then, and over the preceding year had become increasingly disinterested and inept. Here is uh, Andrea in Buffalo. You're on WBEN. You've been uh, touched by Alzheimer's or, or, or dementia.
6: Gosh, hi. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much to the previous callers. Um you. Just- the wisdom that you're sharing and um, just how heartfelt um, your comments are. Uh, I know Nancy personally, so I'm delighted to hear her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, I used to work in long-term care, and I, I absolutely echo what Cindy was saying about it being just an incredibly difficult job. Um, you know, I just wanted to mention um, specifically FTD, which is what um, Bruce Willis was diagnosed with, and that's just such a confounding disease. It's different from Alzheimer's disease. Um, it tends to strike people who are younger. It's the most common form of dementia for folks 60 and younger, um, and it's really commonly misdiagnosed um, because the symptoms aren't memory loss. It looks different.
2: Andrew, forgive my interruption, but you, is your phone by something else that's electronic?
6: Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, is that is that better? Uh,
2: no, it, it's it sounds oh. like an old it sounds like an old school phone dialing in the background. Oh no! Now, now, now sounds it sounds a little bit better. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. So oh,
6: sorry. So sorry. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I knew a woman who had specifically the type of dementia that Bruce Willis has, um temporal dementia, with this aphasia, where um, you know the memory is still intact. And the she knew exactly what she wanted to say, but the words just won't come. And it's just, I think it's just such a frustrating experience for the people living with the disease. Um, you know, it, it it's just, it, it's scary. It's frustrating. Um, you know, with Alzheimer's disease, having short-term memory loss, they don't remember the recent past. And so there's just so many moments that are, like, really frightening where it's like, wait, where am I? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I doing the stuff I'm supposed to be? Where are my loved ones? And just... It's just such a a difficult, difficult disease, and I just wanted to say that my heart goes out to all the caregivers out there (laughs) to reach out for
2: support. Absolutely, and uh, I'm sure that they're very grateful uh, for your words of uh, support and encouragement. It has to be a very scary and a very lonely place um, in which to find oneself, and the idea of not being able to express oneself. I mean, Kim, uh, Kim Pagula, we heard more about her condition within the past few weeks, and at least And her family's grateful that at least she can write, at least there is some um, ability to communicate, and they're grateful for that. Um, I thank you very much, Andrea, for the phone call. Uh, Very kind of you. Um, Talking about dementia, I'm sure we're gonna do other shows on dementia as well. This Bruce Willis story, obviously acting as a catalyst for today's discussion, but man, you people are very strong. You've been through some uh, unbelievable life experiences get back to the calls on WBEN and uh, I, uh, I I definitely will do another show on this. Uh, let's go to Jack in Buffalo. You're on WBEN. Hello.
7: Hey, Tom. How are you doing?
2: Yes, Jack. Go right ahead, sir.
7: Two cooks. Um, I was at that um, Campbell concert, too, and I happened to be in a third row and his daughter is a very accomplished musician. And When she said, Dad, we already played that. I went, uh-oh.
2: Well, you you then, knew something like that was going to happen. I mean, that's why he did yeah. the tour because he knew he was going yeah. off into the sunset, and uh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was still it didn't you know it was it was an emotional moment. But I, I chose to yeah, look at the at the bright side of that concert, which was a guy who oh. through muscle memory or whatever was able to do what he did for many years.
7: Oh my God, he was tremendous. I mean, his he's one of the Greatest guitarist around ever.
2: Now, your experiences other- personally with uh, with uh, all, with uh, dementia would be what?
7: Yeah. Um, well, my dad uh, was a World War II vet, and he went into the VA. Was it four years ago? I guess it was. And I'll tell you what: as much as the VA gets trashed, they were tremendous. And I give accolades to every nurse, anybody that worked there. They they were great. And he was in he was probably in there for a month. And the neatest thing though was when he passed, they put him in like a a gurney or something. And they pull him down the hallway and all the vets that could walk would come up to the doorway. And give a salute. Tremendous. I mean, and he had dementia, but you know what? It's what it is, you
2: know? Understood. Uh, Thank you, Jack. Uh, Very kind of you to call uh, with the words about the VA. I am very grateful for all of the calls on dementia. Obviously, this is something that affects people, uh, men and women, Old and young. Some of you were caregivers. Some of you've seen loved ones go through this. Um, every caller was just uh, able to offer something that I thought was very informational. A lot of good um, common sense advice I think was offered today. And I don't claim to be an expert on dementia, but like I always say, if I'm if I don't know a lot about something, I always know that you guys do, and you've lived it. And uh, Thank you again for all the calls and of course uh, you know for taking care of people who were unable to do so by themselves as long as you're able to do it.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.